0: I want to ask you, what do you boast about? What do you boast about? What do you boast about? What do you boast about on a daily basis? Do you boast about your Savior? Hallelujah. What is the place of your Savior in your thinking? What is the place of your Savior, the position your Savior has in your mindset? You're all worried about the cars we drive. We are all worried about the zip code where we live. We are all worried about the money that we have in the bank. We are all worried about uh, so many other things. You know why? We have become just like the world. So if you look at the, uh, the title of the message that uh, I am about to share with you today, you will see that uh, it an, has an unusual title. And uh, let me explain to you where that title came from. We are going into December pretty soon. And some years during the month of December, every Sunday of December, I preach an Advent-related message, a Christmas-related message. And uh, some years I don't do that all all four Sundays. Uh, Sometimes I do only two Sundays uh, out of the four so during this month of uh, november i have uh, already started thinking about the advent season because that's the time a lot of people from the community start coming up and our attendance go up and and you yourself will invite your friends to come and be with you in the church etc so i started thinking about what kind of messages i'm going to preach this year uh, because this church is here for 15 years now uh, I don't want to preach the same message I preached last year or the year before that. So I started thinking during the month of November, and I had an idea that uh, this year I, instead of the gospels, I'm going to go through the epistles, uh, epistles, that book, the book of Acts and the epistles that follows that, and I'm going to preach, uh, and try, trying to come up with uh, Christmas messages uh, from those books. And when I was uh, evaluating those books, I surprised that I cannot do it. I was very surprised to find out that I cannot do it. Because except for one reference in the 2 Timothy, um, there is no reference about the birth of Jesus once you go past the four Gospels. From the book of Acts and you, in the epistles of Apostle Paul, epistles written by Peter, John, etc., there is absolutely no mention about the birth of Jesus or about the childhood of Jesus, where Jesus lived, how long he lived, and and even no references about any of the miracles that he did. And that really, really surprised me. The very first message of the church is given to us in Acts chapter two. Now, if you look at Acts chapter two, You know there are a lot of scripture references taken from the Old Testament and if you take that out and look at the points that Apostle Peter was making the very first message the church preached to the people in Jerusalem Peter never talks about where Jesus lived whether he lived in Galilee or what he he never talks about the miracles that Jesus did. He never talks about um, how long he lived. He never asked, don't you know his parents, his brothers, sisters. None of that is in the, not even in the very first message that the church preached. All you see is that from the book of Acts onwards, the only importance is given to the last one week of the life of Jesus. Are you with me? And even other, I mean, you know that it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Every epistle is about Jesus. Every book in the New Testament is about Jesus. But you are surprised to find out that as far as the biography of Jesus is concerned, they only talk about the last one week in the life of Jesus, what we call the Passion Week, the week during which Jesus was crucified. So if you look at... uh, um, uh, 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 Acts chapter 2 you will see that it talks about he died the fact that he acknowledges that he died but he says that the death could not hold him and then he says he was able to break loose of the bondage of death and then he says he was resurrected and then he says he was he ascended to heaven and he has He's sitting on the right-hand side of the Father. And he concludes that message by saying that, but this same Jesus has been made the Lord and King by God Almighty. Amen. He's going to reign. And that's, the as far as the church was concerned, that was the most important thing. And do you know another thing I want to tell you? That uh, some of the other books were written before the Gospels. Just because Gospels come at the front of the New Testament, it doesn't mean that those were the books that was written first. First Corinthians probably was one of the first books that was written about 20 years after the ascension of Jesus. And then some people say that the book of James was written around that same time. But if you look at all of these books, you will see that all of them highlights the last one week of the life of Jesus. That means, well, the emphasis was on the death of Jesus. And how he died, why he died, what happened because he died, and what's at the end of his life, how he came back from death. And, and you know, so basically, you know what they are trying to tell us? They want to know about the impact of the life of Jesus, not the biography of the life of Jesus. That was a revelation for me because, you know, I'm a pastor for almost 30 years now, 30 plus years now. 34 years now and you know this is the first time I, I started thinking along that line because every time that's the beauty of studying Bible if you don't study Bible you know you can just say the same message 365 days for 50 years and get away with that but when you study the Bible you you cannot do that you have, you always find out new things new dimensions and uh, and and Bible always surprise you and uh, so I realized that uh, that uh, as far as the church was concerned christmas was not the most important thing in their life they i mean we are not against celebrating christmas we will be celebrating christmas in this church and uh, all of you will be celebrating christmas it has its place in uh, in uh, religious calendar of christianity but that was not the big thing for them that was not the big thing for them you know once jesus died and uh, until Jesus died, they looked at Jesus one way. And once Jesus resurrected, they looked at Jesus a different way. Until then, that was important. So, you know, gospel were written, um, written later uh, by uh, uh, and, you know, the, among the four gospels. The most meticulous gospel is the gospel of Luke. And Luke tells us that he decided to inquire about all these stories about Jesus and put them together. So you have a biographical sketch of Jesus. I believe, I believe after my studies this week and meditation this week, I believe Luke was asked by Apostle Paul to write that book because Paul was going around talking about Jesus. How he died, how he became into this world as a savior of mankind, and how he went to the cross, and how he died, and by his death, how he conquered death, and and how he resurrected, and now how he's the Lord and savior of all mankind now. So who he is preaching to? Paul was preaching to Gentiles, not Jewish people. So a lot of those Gentiles' beliefs wanted to know, okay, you are telling us about Jesus. Tell us more about this Jesus. What else happened in the life of Jesus? Amen? You're only talking about his death. Only talking about how he became our Savior. But we want to know more about Jesus. So that's what prompted Luke to write the Gospel of Luke so that he can give us a biographical sketch of Jesus. And, uh, and then we know that there are three more Gospels or four Gospels became the canon of the New Testament. So, this, so when you look at the, uh, the life of Apostle Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, that's what we're going to see, okay? If if this was not important, what was important to Paul? That's where my w- mind went, you know, from there. If he was not that concerned about which, where Jesus was born or where Jesus lived or how long Jesus lived, what was he really concerned about? And I came, my eyes were open to a lot of things and I'm going to show you uh, five different uh, points. When you go to the next slide, you will you see a picture of uh, Jesus. Of course, not the real picture. Somebody drew this. And and a picture of uh, Apostle Paul there. Uh, And Paul was a contemporary of Jesus, but he never saw Jesus when he was alive. He never mentions anywhere that he saw Jesus, at least even one time. So, uh, but at the same time, Paul says that he met Jesus, but the way he met Jesus was through visions. So there are at least two passages in the New Testament that talks about um, the vision of Jesus. One, uh, in um, um, 1 you know, uh, Corinthians chapter 15, uh, when we talk about the, the resurrected Jesus, uh, in verse 8, Apostle Paul tells us that finally, after he gives a long list of people, he says, finally, he was revealed to me also, I also had the privilege to see risen Jesus. So when he said that, I had the privilege to see the risen Jesus, that was actually a vision, not the real person. It was in vision. And the second time we see, there is in Acts chapter 27, when he was in the midst of that timbers and the, the ship was about to be wrecked. You know, in the middle of that timbers, uh, we see Apostle Paul standing up. Uh, to the 270 people on the ship and saying, last night, my Lord and my Savior, whom I serve, last night came to me and gave me this message that this ship is going to be wrecked, but all of us are going to be saved. None of us will die in this. So at least two times he talked about the vision of Jesus personally in his life, but both are visions, not seeing the real person, all right? So I want you to remember that. Okay, so I'm going to highlight five things that uh, Apostle Paul highlights in his writings this morning. So if the biography of Jesus is not the most important thing as far as uh, the early church was concerned, you know, as Apostle Paul was concerned, and what was important to them? And uh, let's look at uh, uh, the writings of Apostle Paul this morning. That's why I gave this unusual title for my message today. Okay, the first thing that uh, Apostle Paul highlights is the cross, the cross of Jesus. It was very, very important because the as far as Apostle Paul is concerned, it is not the miracles. I'm not putting down miracles, okay? We all believe in miracles. We pray for miracles. We pray for healing. Even this week, I prayed for multiple people. For healing. But uh, that I'm not putting down miracles or healing or anything. Please don't misunderstand me. But, but uh, as far as Apostle Paul is concerned, what is central about the person of Jesus is not the miracles that he did, it is his cross. It is his cross. Amen. Can I show you a verse? Uh, it's actually right there. You can read along. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 14, uh, he, this is what he said. But God forbid. That I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. He's saying that I don't want to boast about anything else. I don't want to boast about anything else. You know, there are two aspects of the ministry of Jesus that was duplicated in the life of Apostle Paul, and, and many times it happened in our lives too. You know what are those two aspects? One is the power dimension. And the second is the suffering dimension. Please listen to me. Come along with me, okay? Make sure your thinking gap is on this morning. Amen. So, the first part is the power dimension. When we talk about the power dimension, that's when we talk about Jesus healing the leper, Jesus healing the deaf man, Jesus healing the blind man, Jesus resurrecting at least three people in his ministry. All of that is a power dimension of the ministry of Jesus but that's one side of it one side of it amen and then there's a second dimension to the ministry of Jesus which was the suffering the suffering that he went through during that passion week so these two aspects were duplicated in the life of Apostle Paul Apostle Paul did a lot of miracles in his ministry during the book of Acts, acts we can see that many miracles were done by his hand in places like uh, Ephesus, Lystra, different cities I mentioned. In that book where miracles happen. And uh, one time even he brought back a dead man. A young man. So, but, 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 but after thinking about all of that. mention of the ministry. Everyone talks about. If you ask any person who claims himself anointed. You always talk about deliverance, 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 deliverance. deliverance. That's all we talk about. Because we are so caught up on the power dimension. Not that it is wrong. Not that it is not there, but how do you look at it? How do you evaluate it when you look at the Jesus versus you? Amen. So, Apostle Paul is saying that, yes, all these miracles happened in my ministry, but when I look back at my life, when I look back at what happened to me, when I look back at all these pioneer believers who have come to believe in Jesus Christ, I don't want to boast about the miracles. I don't want to boast about the miracles that happened by my hand. I want to boast about only one thing, and that is the cross of my Savior. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It's not the miracles that saves people. It's the cross that saves people. It's not the miracles that transform people. It's the cross that transforms people. Oh, hallelujah. And you know what we have seen? We are having eyewitnesses to this because we are all Pentecostal people. And people come. People pray. People get their deliverance. You never see them again. (laughs) You know why? Why? They got the power dimension. They witnessed the power dimension. But they did not come to the foot of the cross. Are you with me? Amen. Even the ministers who ministered that night. Did not lift up the cross of Christ. They only talked about the power dimension. What did Jesus say? If I be lifted up. If I be lifted up. I will all draw, I will draw all men unto me. If you want to see your relatives saved, lift up the cross. If you want to see your family members saved, lift up the cross. If you want to see society changed, lift up the cross. Amen. Because it's a cross that transformed humanity. Hallelujah. It is a cross that transformed Apostle Paul, who was a religious nutcase. A terrorist in our modern terminology. He was actually a religious terrorist. But that man got turned around. That man got transformed. Amen. He became a slave of Jesus Christ. Because the depth of change in his life was so deep. That he said, when I look back at my life. I cannot boast about anything else. Other than the cross. Other than the cross. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe we'll sing a song about the cross at the end. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, down at the cross where my Savior died. All those beautiful hymns. Amen. I love those hymns. Because you know why? Because when you, even as you sing that song, your heart automatically gets drawn to the foot of that cross. Because you realize that it's not me that matters. It is what Jesus did for me that matters. Hallelujah. It's not me that matters. It is His suffering on the cross that matters. That's what changed me. That's what made me new. That's what made me a new creation. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Philippians chapter 3 and verse 8, Apostle Paul tells us that because of Him... I have suffered the loss of all things. See, once you understand that, nothing else has value. Once you really understand the value of the cross, nothing else has value. You cannot compare the value of the cross with anything else. Look at what this man was saying. This man was born in a... Some people say that his family was in a shipbuilding business. He was extremely wealthy. He was an extremely educated. And he was uh, uh, recognized as a, a religious sea lord, as a, even as a, a, a young man, and, and he had a high position in society. But once he came to cross, this is what he says: "Because of him, because of who, the one who went to the cross for me, I have suffered the loss of all things and considered them as dung. You know what he was saying? In those days, they had no cars. Rome was a rich city, right? Romans were ruling the world, and there were chariots everywhere. And chariots were pulled by horses. And you know that as horses go by the road, you know, they put their, deposited their dung all over the road. And so Apostle Paul is saying that, now that I know the real value of the cross, when I look at everything else in I heart, I I bo- I used to boast about listen I'm going to talk about transformation this morning okay I hope you are, don't get offended and even if you get offended I don't care I'm going to say this anyway amen so so I want to talk about transformation because this man is saying that I used to watch about a lot of things at one time and he gives us a little glimpse of that in second Corinthians chapter 12 where he started saying that I am a Hebrew of Hebrews I'm a Jew of Jew. I'm a perfect Jew. I didn't join the Jewish religion. We have been Jews since the time of Abraham. So I have a lineage. I have a heritage. I have so much to boast about. I can boast about my dad. I can boast about my dad's business. I can talk about the money that we have. I can talk about the education I got as a young person. I can talk about sitting at the feet of Gamaliel. Which was a very high priced achievement in that generation. One of the few people who got the privilege to sit at the feet of Gamaliel and learn directly from Gamaliel. I can boast about all of these things. And I used to boast about all of these things. But now... That I know the real value of the cross. All of that is like dung to me. All of that is like dung to me. Children of God, we need a transformation. We need a transformation. We need a new appreciation. We need a new appreciation about the cross of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. We have been drawn by the culture too much. We have been drawn by the TV too much. We have been drawn by the social media too much. We are still, even as Christians, we are still really competing with the Jones out there. Hallelujah. Amen. It's natural. It's natural when you live in a city like New York that has so many, not millionaires, but billionaires. It's natural to draw a comparison between you and them but I want to tell you you should not look at life that way you know why because cross should be preeminent in your life once you become a child of God amen nothing else matters amen apostle Paul is saying that I used to boast about all these things at one time but when I became a real child of God none of this matters none of this matters it is just like done to me I want to ask you what do you boast about what do you boast about? What do you boast about? What do you boast about on a daily basis? Do you boast about your Savior? What is the place of your Savior in your thinking? What is the place of your Savior, the position your Savior has in your mindset? We are all worried about the cars we drive. We are all worried about the zip code where we live. We are all worried about the money that we have in the bank. We are all worried about uh, so many other things. You know why? we have become just like the world we have become just like the world that's why the world look at us and say we don't see any difference in you we don't see any difference in you you know why they say that because they know that we think just like them we may not do everything that they do we may not commit all the sins that they commit but we think just like them and the world can see through us and the world says i don't see any difference in you you say you are a christian But I don't see any difference in you. Let's come back to the cross. Let's come back to the cross. Let's come back to the cross. Come on, somebody. Somebody here. Somebody here. Somebody here who gets my message this morning. Somebody who understands my message this morning. Let's make up our mind to come back to the cross. Let cross be preeminent. Let everything else be dung in our lives. Enjoy the blessings that God gave you. Enjoy the blessings that God gave you. But don't boast about it. Hallelujah. Let's boast about our Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Let us lift up uh, the cross of Christ. Amen. The second thing, second thing I noticed, go to the next slide, is that uh, Paul uh, emphasizes the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ in First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16